Leah Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and I have special guests here today from The Yo Show. And Jeff, Jewel, Jeff looks very spiffy in his tie and his Minnie Mouse headphones. I'm really digging it. So I like, he, he actually has the earbuds or the AirPods, AirPods. See, I'm old. I don't know these words. Um, these AirPods under there. And um, I was like, no, we're the Minnie Mouse. The Minnie Mouse is, yeah. It's, I think it's so much better. It really ties the whole outfit together. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Oh, boy. Compliments of my wife's cousin's daughter. <laughs> because they put me together with, like, uh, bubble gum and tape at the last second. But I am still at my wife's grandmother's house. Uh, we had a funeral today. And um, we're all here afterwards, kind of eating, drinking. There was like, you can't go home. Do the from here. And we've tried a hundred different things. But here we are. And I am thrilled here, Marie. Thank you. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of part of it is, you know, especially in the podcasting community, there's so many of us that are, are so used to just making the best of it because there's never going to be the perfect situation ever. And you're such a good sport, especially when I was like, no, go ahead and put them back on. He, they brought in, they brought in the AirPods. I'm like, hey, because I'm always one of those that's usually trying to stir up something controversial and silly and crazy. So, yeah. So I want to, for people that don't know anything about Jeff and Joel, I'm going to let you two kind of introduce yourselves a little bit and talk about the, the Yo Show. Okay. Good. <laughs> meeny, meeny, miny, mo. It's up to you. Jeff always All goes right. first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I always goes first. So what we are, we are um, the Yo Show. We are a variety talk entertainment program that goes live every Wednesday night. We stream on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. We also have a website, www.theyoshow215.com. And basically what we are is we are absolutely unscripted, raw, ridiculous madness that just shoots straight from the hip. But we're not controversial. We don't do politics and that stuff. We do entertainment. We laugh. We do top five lists. And uh, it's just, as you can see from the Minnie Mouse headsets, <laughs> we're, just all, you know, we're just all about kooky, crazy stuff. Absolutely. Looks and like a I creepy Easter bunny. <laughs> Thank you. That's a pretty good analogy. I didn't actually, I see it now. I didn't see it at the beginning. I see Minnie Mouse. I did see Minnie Mouse. But um, now, now I don't know that I'm not <laughs> that creepy Easter bunny. So, but yeah, I mean, I do. I love your show. It's so laid back and fun. And, you know, especially at, at the time you all are coming on, people are not wanting to hear like a lot of the stuff that I end up talking about earlier on in the day. They don't want to hear, you know, about business. They want to turn that off and they want to talk about entertainment and something fun. And, you know, and you all do that. You bring it, um, you bring it raw and real. Like I like it, your, your own selves, but you also, I'm um, really delivered the entertainment side, which I love that. I love to have fun for everybody that knows me. Um, you know, I'm always crazy, silly and about having fun. So I really yeah, like this. And we so, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was going to say we so appreciate the sentiment, but I feel like um, a lot of the, the, the podcasts just starting up really want to hear about the business side because a lot of them, you know, are just starting out and they're very clueless. So, I mean, I have some side too, which, which we definitely miss is live. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. But no, 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 you're good. 
So, I mean, and yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, um, again, for all that know me, I'm all about, you know, I manage my podcast like a business uh, because I came in from the business angle. Um, I knew nothing, like actually nothing about podcasting when I first started my podcast. So I just started like a business. And what I found since I've been in the podcasting world is because I thought that was normal. I thought most people started like a business and I found out that they don't. So I, you know, I have made a point to keep talking, you know, business talk here and there, um, just to be able to, especially to help the podcasting community. I had an interview earlier, we were having this, um, it was, it was recorded, pre-recorded, but we were having a conversation just about how close knit the podcasting community is. And I've been a part of a lot of networking groups and, you know, communities, you know, which you can't see my fingers, communities, there we go. Um, but like, nothing has been as close knit as the podcast community has been. And it's been really, um, really inspiring, actually. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's, it's made a lot of people, um, 2020 sucked. I mean, we can all just say that 2020 just sucked, but you know, it was kind of one of those things that kind of kept people going because they seen that life was still going on. Yeah. A lot of it was virtual and we were having to kind of make those connections on a virtual, virtual basis, but it was still there. Right. Yeah. Sure. How, now you all have been doing your podcast for a few years now, right? Yeah, we've been in it. I actually started um, God, at least five or six years ago. Yeah, I started. We started at least. I started at least about five or six years ago on a whim. And you talk about doing it and making it work. Uh, a friend of mine had a show. He had three other co-hosts who all bailed out. He called me and he said, "Hey." Go to this link at seven o'clock tonight and be on my show. I had no idea what the hell I was even doing. I did it from my phone. Uh, our first guest was um, millionaire Jesse Itzler, who had books out and stuff like that. And I just got into it and I'm like, this is a lot of fun. And then we started doing it. And then when he decided to move on, I'm like, you know what? There's got to be more. There's got to be another way to make it fun. So I figured, what more fun than a kind of a split personality different people a older male a younger female uh, kind of different backgrounds kind of different likes and loves and at first it was like okay this is our opinions and we have guests and then it got to be so much fun with how different we were and how funny we play on it and the crazy things like maria real quick not to ramble but we start doing we start we start doing our show uh, we had some events come up. So we had to take a break. So we took a few month break. We came back and I started the storyline with in almost tears, like the straight face. And so we apologize. Uh, my wife knows me and Jewel have been dating. I got Jewel pregnant. We had to take time off. And everybody's like, what? My wife's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, just roll it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and it just got laughs. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Like, we are, we are this comedy team i call her the sister from another mister the co-host of the mid like she's my girl in the most platonic love kind of way she's my girl i couldn't see doing a single day this without her and it's been great yeah yeah and i think it has been a lot absolutely and I, i think that being able to have that type of camaraderie between you two i think is is awesome. I mean, because I think people take things too seriously. And again, kind of coming from the business world, um, the business world really tends to take things seriously. And I've always kind of been the black sheep in that area, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make a 
fun because, um, Jeff, you've talked to me a little bit off and down here lately. And Jewel, you need to talk to me more, but we'll talk about that after the show. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I've got a crazy, quirky personality. I just do. And I am who I am, whether it's in a business setting or, you know, something else, you know, I am who I am. And I think that it's important, you know, to really be able to be yourself. And I think, you know, again, the podcasting world has allowed that for so many people. I've seen so many people kind of come out of their shell. I never really had a shell, but come out of their shell and be able to, <laughs> you know, be who they need to be. Absolutely. And, and I, myself, I have like crippling anxiety. Um, I always had, you know, I, I went to school, I, I like audio and audio production and everything. And I really just wanted to be a part of the radio stations because I listened to the radio all the time, especially in the Philly area. It's so huge for us here. So I interned in college and, um, you know, I tried to get a job out of college, but the only job in radio at that time was sales. So, you know, I did some time in that, but it really wasn't where my heart is. And then, you know, I have a really thick Philly accent, so I didn't believe that I had the voice for radio, even though you're in Philly, you know, they have these professional radio voices, you know, like you can, you can hear. And, uh, yeah, of course I say, um, and like a lot, but, uh, yeah, I, when, when this happened upon me, like mutual friend between me and Jeff, I would go like, oh, he needs an on-air person. I'm like, I'm in, I miss radio so much. I just want anything to do with it. So I'm game. And he said it was very laid back and, you know, we could kick it and have a few beers and just talk topics. I was like, I'm sold. Like we met and like our friendship has grown a lot through the years and, you know, our banter has gotten a lot better. Um, we just know each other now and we're, we're buddies and, you know, we're family now. So it just, and our guests, our incredible guests just make all the difference too. So it's really, it's really been a lot of fun and I don't think you have a bad accent, but I grew up in Tennessee, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love, love all accents. Love Southern. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I hated my accent. That was another <laughs> thing. The I, the first few episodes that I recorded, I pre-recorded, and when I listened to them back, I was like, oh, no, girl. I think accents are so cute. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's really, it's a, it's different listening to yourself because, you know, I, I was doing live speaking engagements. Actually, I was going to Philly some funny enough and, you know, nice. Manhattan and some different places, but you don't have to listen to yourself back. Right. So right. <laughs> I didn't realize how terrible I sounded until my first episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, why did people pay to come see me? <laughs> you know, I would not have paid to come see me. <laughs> But it's funny how, how you kind of, I got over it, of course. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, my accent is my accent. But, you know, it's it's funny. Um, so, so Jeff, you stalked her. You got her to come on your show as co-host. <laughs> and the rest is history. Or like, how did, how did you, how did you kind of get her over there? Like, what was, what was the, what was the plan behind that? Other than the pregnancy scare, of course. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's funny because Jewel told pretty much the story of mutual friend. I had decided again, let's get a female. And no offense to anybody out there that responded, but you get a lot of cupcakes that say, Woo, I'm going to be on the show and have my face on there, which is cute. Um, but then a friend of mine said, Look, do me a favor and check out Jewel. She's the sister of my boyfriend. And you know, you're always thinking, I have friends. You can only imagine. Yeah, friend friend. And I took, yeah, I know. But I took a look at her profile 
yeah, she's attractive, which, you know, people love. But then um, just start looking into her history. And like I said, she went through school for communications. Uh, she was an intern at uh, WISP, which was a big station around here at the time. Took a meeting. And right away, I was loving what she was saying. Because, you know, you, you get those kind of, you get those kind of, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. You get those kind of interviews and talks. And, like, you get some people just listening and say, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That wasn't their thing. She's like, I like it. I want to do local music. I like yeah. Philly music. I want to bring that to the show. I'm like, wow, okay. Like, she already had an idea. And I said, the pay is zero. She's like, I don't need money. I was in love, Maria. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my gosh. Where have you been my whole life? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she I see that on like podcasting sites like this. If if you're trying to make a big right away. Yeah. But the money Absolutely. thing, yeah, like, yeah, it didn't matter to us. And I know Maria, you and I talked about how to monetize. And that's something we definitely look forward to. Uh, but I have never had more fun doing any project with anybody in my life. And like I said, I love my wife and we do great things. It's just such a different entity. I'm just amazed to have somebody who puts up with my nonsense in such a great nature, but also works so hard. Jewel goes out and grinds the Philly music scene to find great acts, and she's gotten great Hollywood town on the show, and I have, and we believe in it. Like, Wednesday nights, we talk about it all the time, how we yearn for Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock just to sit there and and then do it. And, See, you and need the Minnie Mouse. I got to your yeah. If you put those I, on, it won't happen. I might. <laughs> And you already know Maria. Like, it holds in place. So maybe we will go back. There you go. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I think I, I'm no, sorry. Fine. I think I'm delayed or something. I, I'm just saying he's the, the hardest working podcast. He's always on the grind. He's always blowing his phone up and everyone else's phone up and social media and this and that. And I'm like, man, <laughs> he, he really does it all, but he has his heart and soul into this thing. And it really shows, I mean, people flood in the comment section and everything. And, uh, you know, we try to interact with everyone. I don't know. I just feel like we, we spent a long time building this thing. And, and finally we're, we're on a platform. People can see us and, and it's totally different. And now we're in a great community, like indie pods unite it. We get to meet you guys. It's just a whole different ball game now than it was you know four years ago when I started absolutely and honestly I mean four years ago I I didn't even I, I think I listened to like two podcasts I'm not even going to exaggerate before I started yeah. my own podcast um I've always been involved in the music industry so you know on some level so you know I would sing in different bars and pubs and so if I was in the vehicle I listened to music you know, so I didn't really listen to podcasts a lot. And it wasn't until, you know, I was doing those live speaking engagements and somebody said to me, hey, you know, you should start a podcast. I was like, okay, you know, I'm just kind of one of those people. It's like, oh, I'll try it. But I had no clue, like no clue what I was doing. It's, it's just been such a long journey to try to figure out, you know, the, that the fact that I, I went into, I think I went into podcasting thinking that, it was going to be so difficult because it was so unknown to me. And I realized that it really comes so natural to a lot of people because you're just talking 
normal. I mean, honestly, you're just talking and you're sharing and being your own true self. And it's, it's been so amazing to be able to meet all these people. And, you know, I really, I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Like you mentioned, you, you get to interview all these great people. I've talked to so many business owners and, you know, people that are, are, you know, in the music industry and so many different people. And it's just people that I probably wouldn't have connected with if I was just still doing my live speaking engagements. I probably wouldn't have met them. So it's been great. Yeah. True. Yeah. The, the thing that I always went towards and I told Jewel, and again, on the same page, podcasting had kind of a false identity of, oh, it's more or less just some big fat geek sitting in his basement talking about crap that nobody wants to hear. And I said, well, no, that's not going to be us. And I told Jewel, I credit her. I credit you, Maria. Tina uh, Trippard, who we all love. It's now like attractive, strong, smart female women. It's crazy guys like myself who will say anything for a rise. It, it's a full-blown entertainment community. And that's why I love now. I love how you do it, how we do it. Stream yards. Let your people see you. They love embracing seeing your face and watching the costumes that I wear. And watching how dialed up Jewel gets to get on the show and the little headlines. Some of it, people love that stuff. It's 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 growing. Like it's it's going on a whole new direction from just a radio show to now it's like your own internet TV show. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think with the fact that everything has been so shut down, um, with you know, actors and comedians and musicians and you know, a lot of them are actually starting to reach out now. Um, you know, we're not having to really find them. They're finding us because they're missing that interaction that podcasts can actually deliver now because we're able to, you know, like you said, create that no like and trust factor with being able to allow them to be in on video format and allowing them to share, you know, whatever it is that they create or, you know, that they're how they started or their struggles or their triumphs or whatever it is. They're able to share that real story and connect with people on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube and everywhere that they wouldn't have had access to be able to do before. And I think it's been, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's been, you know, obviously, like I said, 20 sucked, but it's been one of those things that I don't think if, if we hadn't gone through that, I don't think that they would have realized that there was this other side too. You know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things that if this is the silver lining. So. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, 2020, uh, that was like my only <laughs> was doing the show every Wednesday when we were on lockdown. Um, but yeah. it's been like madness. How is it where you are? You're in Ohio, right? Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm east of Cincinnati. So it's been off and on. Um, and I, our governor is interesting, so I'm not going to get on politics here, but our, our governor is interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's one it's of those what... journeys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's been, yeah, the very beginning of the, you know, the kind of the shutdown lockdown. I was watching all of the, you know, press releases and tried to figure out what was going on like everybody else. And I gave up after a while. I'm like, I'm not even, this is not worth my mental anguish to sit and worry about what is going on every single day. So I just forgot about it. And, you know, like a lot of people now, I just, if I'm wanting to go somewhere, you know, I just call ahead to see what the rules and regulations are and, you know, just kind of go from there. It's, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a fine line between, um, you know, obviously you want to be careful, be safe and not in, affect people but you also have to at some level we have to kind of get back to living a somewhat normal life because you know I don't think this is going away you know I think it's kind of here to stay and I think you know we need to kind of try to figure out what's the best steps to take to be able to to open things up and open it up in a safe manner 
Yeah. It's it's same over here, same situation. Yes, it's just we I don't know, do our best, but who who can who knows the future? We just are, are like so missing our live shows and our live bands and we met so many yeah. great bands and people around here and we're like, Oh yeah, we can't wait to see you play. We don't know when. So yeah. we're just <laughs> hoping exactly. sometime this year. <laughs> yeah. It's it becomes a hard sell when you say, you know, like last night we had Moonroof on and, and um, Maria, I know you enjoy the great band. And we say, you know, come out and see Moonroof at somewhere next yeah. year, maybe. But it's horrible. Somewhere, sometime. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it has. It's been one of those things. It's, you know, and we were supposed to do a, a couple of um, big live events last year. One of them I mentioned to you, Jeff, that was going to be like a battle of the breweries. And yes didn't happen because of COVID and we were supposed to do like a big music festival again, didn't happen because of COVID. So you, I've been trying to formulate, you know, we kept thinking, well, next year, cause it'll be gone by then. Of course, you know, this is like spring, summer. We're thinking definitely, you know, by January, we can do it next year. We'll just wait till next year. January gets here and it's like more of the same. So now we're at this place where it's like moving everything online because you can't keep waiting for the if and when, you know, you're just gonna, we're just going to have to go ahead and, and move forward with what we can do because, you know, and, and we're, so we're going to do that. We're going to be taking a music festival. I've got a couple of people. We actually had a meeting last Wednesday kind of talking about some of this stuff. And um, we got another one coming up this Wednesday. We're going to be doing an online music festival. We're going to take it on completely online. And I, I, people, musicians are, are hungry. You know, um, I don't know if either of you are involved in music at all, but I know, you know, getting up and, you know, for me singing, like in some of these bars and pubs, it's, it's an experience like no other really. And it's, and it's definitely not the money. I mean, I barely make enough, you know, pay my drinks at the end of the night, but it's just more about the experience. It's like a, a hobby that I make a few bucks from, you know, for, but it's, it's the energy you get for the room and it's, it's a high, like no other high, you know what I mean? And, you know, for all the people that are in, you know, bands and music and stuff, there's, there, it's, we're missing it. You know, it's, it's a part of our identity and, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to be able to create that space for them to go ahead and be able to, it's not going to be the same, but, but it could still be good. And I think that's kind of the message is that, yeah, it's not the same. This is the whole freaking new normal stuff. I mean, some, at some level, we, I guess we have to, I know at some level we have to look at it and say, okay, well, let's redefine what that means. Let's redefine it and say, okay, well, maybe we can't do this right now. Maybe we should, you know, be able to, but whatever we can't. So what can we still do instead of looking at what we can't do? What, what, what if we started looking to say what we can do? And that's kind of how I've been looking at it. So I don't know. It's just, it's kind of one of those things. Comedians are are facing the same thing. I mean, actors and actresses, I mean, it's it's all the same thing. Everybody's kind of itching for that, for their audience, for that, for that energy, you know? So, and have you heard, like, when you've been interviewing, you know, different, um, you know, creatives, I mean, has that been a kind of a theme between the, you know, between them that they're just missing that, that interaction? Totally. I mean, yeah, this they, whole year, that was a, the common theme. We're, we were just checking in on everyone to make sure they're okay, because we have so many great bands, actors, friends, like so many people in the entertainment business. Um, Broadway was hit super hard. Like all of our local band, like this is their main income. A lot of them, so they are hurting. So we just want to make sure they're okay mentally and know that we're still there for them. You know, and people are out there, so they just have to hang in. 
I mean, the virtual shows are, it, it sucks because us, we're up north, like we can't go outside and have concerts outside. But in the summer, it was better. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're Ohio, so it's the same here. It's the, the armpit of the nation is what I always say. It's so sad. I'm going to get letters from people that also <laughs> live in Ohio now, but I grew up in Tennessee and I feel like Tennessee's better, but you know, whatever. But um, anyway, yeah, you know, I think that, do what? Oh, I thought she said something. Love Nashville. Oh, I went there. Um, There's a weird delay going on. 2019. So like... Does she keep freezing for you? Or is it just me? A little bit. It's kind of, okay. everybody kind of got a little quick and freeze. Everybody. She, was, <laughs> she, was, she was talking about her visit to Nashville last year. She, she oh, was out there. Okay. And she's a big fan of Nashville. Me too. Me too. So we've, we've had, we have some um, clients that uh, business another business that um, I kind of work with. We've gone down there to um, actually um, Omni Sounds uh, yeah, Studios is down there and um, Extend Marketing Partners. Um, you may have seen, if you've listened to the show or seen any of my live, Sharon Miller, um, she's uh, one of my business partners. And, you know, that was one of the clients that um, we had gone down there to visit on a regular basis. And, you know, obviously there's lots of musicians down there and lots of things that I love to do down there. And, I love Nashville. Super love Nashville. It's kind of depressing if you get down there right now. Yeah, I'm sure. It's on my bucket list. You never been? Never been. Uh, you need to start a go go fund me. Send Jeff to Nashville. I'm like, look at me. I can't even get a proper headset. I got a little headset on. <laughs> I'm starving here. But um, I, like it. I think it's a plan. Thank you. Uh, as far as like I said, as far as going back to two things. Number one, the podcast community, being a community, and number two, people keeping the show going. We gotta give massive thanks to one of the legends, Jimmy Starr from the Jimmy Starr show. Uh him and Ron Reynolds, because he turned us on to Streamville like we thought we were dead. Awesome. The studios are Ron Russell. I said, That's it, Reynolds again, Ron Russell. You know, tell me when he did. But when when we left the studio, I said to Jules, I think we're I think we're done for a while. I don't know what to do. And I said, you know, I watched Jimmy's show and I messaged him. I said, Jimmy, how do you do it? He said, go to StreamYard, make this kind of connection. Your guests will come on and it flows perfectly. And it has. So those guys are like our mentors, our idols. I love him. He's got over a billion views. So that's the guy I like to lean on to, Jimmy Starr. A huge thank you to, to you for keeping us going. That's that's amazing, and I mean, I I didn't know about Streamyard. Again, I was not in the podcasting world. My business, you know, we always use Zoom for everything. And actually, when I first started my podcast, I used Zoom because that's what I knew. You know, I knew Zoom. I'm like, well, we could just use Zoom, and we'll just do it like this. And that's what I did until I got introduced to Streamyard. And you know, I, I get I get this like uh, fear when I start using a new software. It's like the idea that I know I'm going to have to learn it, and I get super nervous about it. So then I'll buy it and then I'll have it for like two months and I'm paying for it before I actually use it because I get this like anxiety to actually pull the plug on it. It's really pathetic and sad. Sure. Uh, some Somebody can diagnose that as something, I'm sure. But anyway, um, I finally, would, like I jumped on here and there really wasn't a learning curve. I was so surprised at the fact that it was just literally plug and play. Like there was no learning curve. I love, I love the platform. And I've heard some other stuff, you know, that's out there, but I like StreamYard. So I'm sticking with StreamYard. I think it's been great. I agree. I think it's the easiest. It seems to be easiest for the guests. Uh, yeah. A lot of them say, what do I do? I'm like, you click a link. They're like, and then I'm like, nothing. You will click a link and appear backstage. And it works yeah. easy. And 
the music's a little glitchy, like we're big into music, but that's more or less internet speed. But everything else, like if you're out there watching us or listening to us and you haven't experienced it, StreamYard.com. I'm do a plug for them. StreamYard.com. The, the rates are pretty reasonable. And like I said, it's pretty much plug and play. They give you all kind of um, banners and brands. You can put pictures up and you can put your logo on there. You can do a backdrop. It's, yeah, it's pretty much, like I said, it's, it's, I always call it as show friendly as any stream site out there. Absolutely. And I know, obviously, I deal a lot with businesses. And, you know, last year was a big change for the businesses. You know, whenever, whenever all the shutdown stuff started happening and, you know, businesses were struggling, you know, we do a lot of online digital type stuff. So, I mean, my phone was just ringing off the hook and everybody was freaking out because they needed to hurry and get digital, get online. And, and now that they've kind of experienced that they've got like kind of their online presence a little bit. Now they're starting to look at stuff like we do, like at podcasts, because they're like, okay, well, I want to be able to have something that's kind of evergreen that even if everything goes back to completely the way that it was before, that this is still something that's valuable because, you know, most businesses, they have a lot of things that they can talk about and teach and stuff that it's, you know, you don't want to have a podcast. That's a big giant freaking ad, you know, but you know, to be able to talk about things that your target market enjoys or, you know, um, to be able to give tips and tricks about some things in that world, I think is super valuable for businesses. And, you know, that's been a big thing they've been looking into and having, you know, services like StreamYard, we're going to have to like call StreamYard and be like, we just talked about StreamYard like for half of a free <laughs> So, but anyway, yeah, I mean, to, to be able to have a service like StreamYard, seriously, like you said, it's super inexpensive. Like pretty much any business can be able to afford it and it's plug and play. And I think it's, it's stuff like that, that I think is kind of be, going to be the saving grace of just the economy. And I know that sounds kind of like, okay, well, how did she jump to that? But I'm, you know, I'm not kidding about that, that it's, you know, to be able to have these things that are there to say, okay, well, I can't do this anymore. However, I can do this. You know, I think it's going to be something that, you know, it, she fell off the planet. She's like, lost your yeah. She's gone. <laughs> So anyway, she's like, I'm done with talking about StreamYard. I mean, I love it. But, <laughs> <want people>. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I mean, seriously, like being able to have those things that are, you know, affordable and easy to use that allows these businesses to pivot, I think is huge because, well, you work in a lot of the breweries with your beer. I'll let you guys tell about the beer, but, you know, being able to, um, with, with a lot of the breweries and stuff, obviously they can afford to do a lot of the marketing they did before. So if they can be able to be able to utilize some of these softwares and stuff that's inexpensive to be able to take over, you know, some of that, you know, load of marketing, some of their stuff themselves, I think that's huge. Go ahead and talk a little bit about your beer. I, that made me think about your beer. Talk about your beer. beer, beer. Oh, thank you. Um, our beer company is Loso Brewing Company, L-O-S-O, which is short for Lower Southampton, which is the target area, kind of the area that we all are from. Uh, we have a website, www.loso brewingcompany.com and we have um currently eight different variety of beers we're in 12 different bars in the uh in the area uh, lower bucks county pennsylvania uh we are building our own facility within uh six to seven months we'll have our own facility and we even have has gone as far as trying to tie it into the yo show maybe a little sound booth in there where we do our show and then let our musicians have our stage and join it all. Like get people that are fans of podcasting and me and Jewel, people that are fans of live music, people that are fans of this band, and people that are fans of beer and join them all together. So you're correct. It's been great for me to go on 
and talk about my beer as well as my show because we get a lot of PA Bucks County listeners. So now more people know about it. So just again, StreamYard, like you said, has been a huge plus for more than one platform. Like I can put out two, three things about myself. Jewel can. Um, our artists send us things. They send us books. They send us CDs. They send us gifts. And you can show them. And they love it because I did it last night and got all these Facebook messages. Like, oh, you're such a doll. Thank you for sharing what I sent you. But it means a lot to them. And we're dedicated to them. So it's, it's great. We love it. I think I think it's again those things like that. There's there's so many things that are going on with a lot of these small businesses and entrepreneurs that a lot of people want to help but they don't know how. So even something you know so small as you know you giving the shout out or people replying or sharing it, you know, it doesn't take a lot to be able to try to help because you know the restaurant industry is another one that has just been pummeled. Yeah, you know, they've been completely pummeled. You know, with with just the fact that they, you know, even the ones that are open, they're at such a limited capacity that it's just, they're, they're, they're struggling so bad. And I know I end up talking to a lot of people cause we've got some restaurant clients and they're like, well, you know, I've been going out to eat and trying to help. I mean, and, and that does help, you know, it does help. I mean, yes, go eat, go, you know, yes, we're all getting fat and it is what it is, but go eat and buy the food and you know, all that, but also exactly that's whatever, but you know, it's, it's for a good cause, Jeff, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. If I got to get fat to support exactly. people, then that's my, that's, that's doing my part right here. That's, that's, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, you could also, you can do little things like share their stuff or, you know, refer things on. It, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't always cost money to be able to help somebody out. And it's really is the little things. And, you know, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about just the community. You see that in the podcasting community like automatically, like automatically, um, there's, there is that companionship. And, and, you know, I even had somebody said, well, well, you have a podcast. Why are you sharing all these podcasts? They'll listen to that podcast. I'm like, good, because most podcasters also listen to lots of other podcasts. You know, I mean, that's just how it goes. And we were talking about this yesterday, yesterday, Dave, for whatever day, me and you, Jeff, about that's how it is with breweries that, you know, there's not that competition. It's that camaraderie. You know, it's the fact that everybody, they'll go to each other's, you know, bars and drink the beer because they want to, you know, see what that one tastes like because everybody puts their own flavor into it. Every, you know, it's never going to be the same. So, I mean, I think, you know, I, I've always even kind of been like that on the business side of things. You know, I've never really looked at it as competition, you know, because even if somebody does literally the exact same thing that I do, you know, I, nobody's me. Right. And, you know, I'm not somebody else. So, you know, if you get in a potential client for a business and, you know, I, there's been times where I've said, you know what, who you're going to work amazing with. And I, cause I could just tell their personalities are so similar or whatever. And I'll refer them on. That seems so silly to people, but you know, to me, I look at that as such a thing of it's just like we do with the podcast. It's, you know, passing it on that pay it forward idea. And, you know, I don't look at it as lo losing business. I look at it as making connections because you do that. You know, if I, when I send business on to people, I've made a connection for life. You know, it's, it's, it's just how it is. And it's like that in the podcast community and Indie Pods United, you know, that being involved in that community, it's, that group is better than any other groups that honestly I've been in. I um, mean, it really is. It's it's funny. Before I met um, everybody, and we kind of ended up doing this whole indie pod thing. I had I had started a um, a actually a group because I was like I got tired of some of the crap that was going on in some of the other podcast groups. Which I mean, there's benefits to them. But I got tired of. I'm like, I'm gonna start my own freaking group that I didn't have time to run by myself. But that's another story for another day. But you know, I was gonna start one, and then you know, met you know Tina and everybody, and you know, everybody coming together. I was like, forget that. I mean, it's still technically there, and every once in a while, I 
throw something in there really sadly. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I'm involved in IndiePod. So that's, you know, my podcasting group of choice. It just really is because everybody there, you know, they, they're just, they're, they're involved, like super involved and they really want everybody to win. They really do. Yeah. And, and just like the, the, the simple post of uh, what's your YouTube, because YouTube is such a big platform for all of us podcasters and uh, it's like follow for a follow. Like if you don't like them, you know, unsubscribe after a week, but you know, give people a chance, listen. And if you want to be part of this podcast world, you should podcast to listen to and take notes and, you know, everyone has room for improvement. Um, we're, we're so happy. I, I, we're in a lot of podcast groups ourselves. Thank you. Love you. Um, and, and I found that indie podcast is like you said, so involved and they really are, but yes, we are truly grateful to, and thankful to you. And this is great. <laughs> it's, and I'm, I'm super excited about, um, you know, this upcoming year, I know Tina and, you know, Jeff and John and Nigel and, the whole list, everybody, Cammy, can't forget Cammy, but, um, you know, the whole list of everybody, we've already been, you know, just talking and planning and, you know, last year went so well that we're, we're really excited about this year. And usually our biggest problem is we get all the ideas, right? You know how we do, you know, we're all creative. So it's like, well, we could do this and this and this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reel it back a little bit <laughs> because, you know, you don't want to kind of like overstretch, but you know, it's, it it's just it was so amazing. It really was. It was so amazing. And and, and I've been a part of a lot of events, like countless events. Um, I, like I said, I do events, but that one and, and I even told Tina this afterwards. I said this one has this one surprised me. You know, this one surprised me for a first year event how well it went. And I think it was because everybody gave their all. They gave their all. You know, the, the, the people that were coming on the shows gave their all. The, the entertainment, they gave their all. The, you know, the keynote speakers, they gave, it just, it, and I think that's why it works so well. Because that old adage that it takes a village, I mean, it does. It takes a village. I'm still looking for the village to help me raise my kids. You know, that one never has showed up. But, <laughs> you know, the podcasting village is on point, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. And, and well, how do you handle everything? You're, you're a mom, too. How is time split between family life, work life? You know, you dedicate so much time to this. So how has the balance been? The, the balance has been interesting, actually. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I think like everything else, you find kind of your your balance, you find your niche, and then boom, something changes, and you have to just kind of pivot. And, you know, I found that that's just a reality with all of life, though, right? You know, you you kind of get in a groove, you start going, and as soon as you're like, I got this figured out, you know, then you know, this kid over here starts going through puberty or whatever. And you're like, Man, never mind. Here we go with this, you know. But, and I think at the end of the day, you know, because people even ask me all the time, they're like, oh my gosh, how do you do it all with seven kids? Well, first of all, I don't do it all. You know, I do lots of things some days and some days I plan to do lots of things and I fall flat on my face like every other person out there, you know. And I think that, that, that that's been another thing that has really been the driving force on my podcast is that Coming from the business world, from the outside looking in, you know, the different things that I do, people would say, oh, my gosh, how do you have it all together? You know, how do you just do it all? How do you do this and that? And I'm like, girl, you need to come to my house because I trust me, I do not have it all together. You know, there, there's some days where I feel like, okay, it's going well. And I'm actually, some days it goes so well, I'm suspicious. Like something is going to happen. You know? <laughs> it is going too good, right? Because it's like you're just waiting on the ball to drop. Because, you know, the, it's just the the idea of, and that's why I called it successfully chaotic, honestly, because 
you know, life is chaotic. She's the cutest. I like other people's <laughs> because they're over there. <laughs> they're cute over there. They're so cute over there. Exactly. They're different. It's a whole different ballgame. You only see this part, yeah. the cuteness. Not behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> the mess. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's so important because, you know, from the time that I left my job and kind of went out on my own in the business world, I would look at people's business sites and their, you know, Instagrams and their YouTubes and their everything. And it just all looks so curated and perfect. And that wasn't my journey, you know, and I would look at it and I'd be like, what is wrong with me? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. You know, maybe this is not for me. Maybe business ownership is not for me. My life's too crazy. But you know, what I found out the longer that I was in it was that everybody's life is crazy, right? And everybody's kind of got their own brand of chaos. And, you know, everybody's just trying to define success for themselves. And it, you know, it takes the realizing that you are defining it for yourself. Because for me, for the longest time, I was chasing somebody else's definition of success. And I was miserable, you know, and I think it takes knowing that you need to be able to define it for yourself and you need to be able to define those steps you need to take to get there for yourself. And chaos is part of it. I mean, life is messy. You know, it just is. Life is messy. And I don't care if your Instagram is beautiful and wonderful and shows everything that you just did. You know, you see these people with these like perfect everythings, you know, and, you know, talking about how they made, you know, this like schedule for their children. Their kids actually somehow magically did it. I don't understand that, but they did it. And they've got their like Pinterest boards pinned If we did this today and then we went on a field trip and then we did this. And I tried. I mean, I would like stalk those boards and try. And it was not my life. You know, that was not my life. And I thought it was me. But really, it's, it's the idea that even with them, you know, I've talked to a lot of those people now. And even with them they're showing their highlight reel, right? They're showing that like the best yeah. of, you know, and I, I wanted to be able to come out to be the other side of that, just to show sometimes my worst stuff. <laughs> I wanted to be the side that was saying today sucked and here is why, you know? And if you notice, even on like my, my profile, like I don't put on there most of the time when my husband brings me something sweet up and on there where he texts me this morning and said the toilet was clogged, you know, because that's the <laughs> real life, right? <laughs> you know, right. You know, it's it's and I don't want anybody to think my life is perfect and then look down on themselves because theirs isn't because trust me, like my life, people that know me personally know my life is not perfect. But you know, sometimes I think when you own a business and then you know you get a podcast and you're doing live speaking engagements and all of these things, they can look at it from the outside looking in and then they start to question their own value. And I never want to do that to another person. Yeah, that's why I try to be real as possible. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about, like, I'll, I will show you how real I'm being tonight. I've got <laughs> the little child's headset on. My wife's aunt just came in and was filming me with this on. She's actually filming me on her phone with this on, laughing, crawling across the floor. She crawled oh, across the floor so she can get something out of her suitcase, <laughs> and she's out there giving me another beer. So you can't get any more real than Right, but it's the beauty of it. Like, I'm not trying to lie and act like I'm in this big, sophisticated studio. Yes, I'm lucky. I'm lucky enough on a Thursday night to be doing a show with two beautiful women and talking about a passion and a love for just being real. But what's real, real is the Minnie Mouse headset, my aunt filming me, uh, drinking a cup of beer. real, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and I enjoy that. You know, the dogs bark, chaos, and the has been 2020 like we've all been stuck inside and i, I you know even if we got the kids running in the background 
that's what we're all going through. So we can commiserate together in the realness. Exactly. Exactly. People, and I yeah, have, people have told me that with our little told me that <laughs> I, oh, she's you're cute. cute. People tell me, oh, you're doing it live from your house and I hear your dog. Yeah, okay, that's real. That's what's going on right now. Everybody's got like, you know, the Jimmy Fallon's and Stephen Colbert's and all are doing it from their house too. Uh, and my dog runs up and down my steps and occasionally he'll bark. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> but, uh, in one of the groups the other day, and I even, I posted something in IndiePod's group just because I had read this. You, and I, I can't remember if you commented or not, but you know, I had seen where they were giving, they were giving people like the rules of podcasting and saying what they yes. shouldn't do. And I'm sitting there going like, who decides that? Who decides what the rules are for your podcast? Nobody, you know, nobody gets to decide the rules. I'm the one paid for all my crap. They didn't pay for it. So I could decide the rules for my podcast and there's no rules. That's my the rules for my podcast. You know, if I want to talk business, I'll talk business. If I want to talk about the fact that my kids are driving me insane, I'm going to lose my mind and go home and drink a bottle of wine. I'm going to talk about that. You know, it's just the way that it is. I even had people a couple of times they've, I've had people message me um, because I do, I joke a lot about my children. I love my children. Don't get me wrong. I would never, you know, say that I wish I didn't have my kids, but they drive me crazy. So I post lots of things <laughs> about them driving me crazy. And as somebody messaged me one day, I said, you shouldn't say all that. Those children, you know, there's a lot of people can't have children and they would love to have those children. You shouldn't joke. I'm like, this is my life though. I'm really very sorry for the people that can't have children. It's not that I'm downing children. It's just that that's kind of my like pressure release valve, honestly. <laughs> it's that, you know, they drive me crazy, but at the same time, I wouldn't change having them, but whoo, you know, I've got the, my oldest is 22. So she's, she's the good one. My kids are probably watching this and be like, I knew she was your favorite, but she's out of the house now. That's why she's my favorite. But you know, the all that, yeah, really. But then I got teenagers. Not her teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers suck. Teenagers suck. <laughs> love them but they suck so yeah it's just it's crazy and i have one that's on the spectrum and you never know what kids you're gonna get that day but you know it's it's it is it's a it's a crazy journey and you know being able to joke about things and wear your i would wear those Minnie mouse headphones i would i would rock the Minnie mouse headphones you know be able to be completely silly and crazy i think is part of it and, and screw the rules as far as the podcasting nobody gets to tell me that so i mean it's crazy yeah I want to kind of intervene on that and tell you that I took the I took this rule book and I ripped it in half and threw it in the trash because I'm going to tell you right now, and Jewel will agree. We were all told, number one, don't ever go live. It's a disaster. Okay, screw you, we go live. Number two, don't go more than an hour. Screw you, we do so much good content, we go two hours. Number three, don't do it from home and have all the background noise. Well, my wife comes in. Our show has been hijacked from people from the outside. Pets run around. Jill's daughter comes in and just adorable over like and subscribe. Uh, that was, mm -hmm. uh, I think, rule number three or four. Uh, rule number five was um, don't kiss your guest ass. Be hardcore. No, we kiss our guest ass because they are super talented. So we took the entire rule book and I said, Jewel, check it out. And Jewel lit it on fire and I lit it on fire. We made our own rule book. And that's the year show. Our rule book. Jewel, elaborate because... You know how many rules they broke and we were preached them. Yeah, and like our guests have made it super easy to butt kiss them because they've all been wonderful. Like we really haven't had complaints. There were some like iffy moments, I would say, but we've never Our one rule is keep it light, 
keep it entertaining, keep it fun. Like, we really don't try to, like, push the line. Um, but I like it that way. You know, it's so much crap and bull crap going on right now. So uh, we don't feel the need for that. And as for, like, hard subjects, we kind of have to use me and Jeff to stay away completely because yeah no we we keep it light we keep it fun and you know it could be a family show but we also you know a bunch of dirty jokes too so it's uh it's a mixed bag it's just smorgasbord of fun but um that's what i'd like to be a part of and um yeah i mean if you're if you're not into that then on to the next you know i'm sure there's a podcast out there for you (laughs) exactly Exactly. And I love that. And I was holding back jokes the whole time that you were talking about kissing butts that they had such a nice, <laughs> and I wanted to say they had such nice butts because you kind of paused a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I was going to interject that in there. They had such a nice Yeah. A lot of nice butts. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we had Nancy Valen on, and I love her. And I would graciously plan a kiss on her butt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You ever watch Baywatch? Come on, you know. I'm as straight as they come, and I still would consider it. I mean, I really would. So, yeah, she's 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 pretty hot. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things that you know, joking about that stuff. I think is why I like your old show, and you know, I I can get away with a little bit of that kind of stuff with some of my guests. But some of my guests come in and. Even my little bit of joking, like if you listen to my podcast, even if it's a pretty serious conversation, I have a hard time not interjecting with some joke because I am like a really like a 10 year old boy. I really am. I'm like a 10 year old boy. So (laughs) it's one of those things that I'm usually kind of holding it back, but sometimes one will slip out and it could be like a completely serious, you know, conversation and then boom, Maria says like I just did and be like, oh, if you said kiss butts. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just how it goes. But you know, that's again, that's who I am. Right. So. Let's go ahead and let's let's talk a little bit about um, you all are both in Philly area, right? Yeah, so, right, right outside. Grew up, grew up. Now we're in the burbs as adults. <laughs> okay. So did you did you know each other when like before all that? Like I know you you told me the story about how you all got introduced, but did yeah. like did you all know each other before you all started the podcast? Um, kind of like through the mutual friend or no? Had you ever met? We, no, we uh, slept together a couple times at parties, and we didn't even realize it was each other until long remember. after. I saw, this, yeah. I, saw this, I saw this tattoo she had, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's that girl. It's you. I'm looking for you. Wow. I was in grade school when Jeff was starting to go to bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that doesn't sound right at all. But no, he really, the fact that, and I consider a quick amount of time even though we said like three four years in a quick amount of time we've gotten to really build a bond i mean not knowing each other at all knew nothing about her the mutual friend was the kind of person who saw us together she said trust me she's the kind of girl you need yeah she's a tool's the kind of girl you need and uh, again i use the phrase you maria and i use it jewel i even tell my wife i think it's right it's platonic love it's also professional love like i love her and everything she does and everything she brings and dedication. I feel like I've known her my whole life. I really know. Yeah, and, and we have to sorry. No, I'm saying you could see the chemistry. And that was why I thought that you didn't know each other based on the story, but I wanted to ask that because there is that chemistry there. And it's not like you said, I don't see like a, it's not like a sexual chemistry, but it's just the idea that you all are really good friends and you kind of, well, I mean, shh, right. Okay, <laughs> but, 
But, you know, it's it's one of those things that when you really, really vibe with somebody, you can tell. I mean, it's 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 like you've known each other your whole life and you can kind of see that. And I tend to like the podcast where, where there's a duo where where it's like that, because some of them you get on there, it's like it seems like they just met like today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or it's very monotone, like, all right, man, we're going to talk about this. It's yeah. going to be great. But uh, no, we have to get props out to Chrissy Leaf because she is uh, still, well, my she... brother's fiance now. Um, yes. Oh. And now we're neighbors. Oh. So that's super awesome. And uh, yeah. And she's the one that introduced me. And yeah, they used to hang out at the same bar. And then I used to go to that bar with my brother, who, you know, ended up with Chrissy. And now I'm buddies with Jeff. Now we all are hanging out together. It's all big, and the rest wonderful is thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as, you know, and, and chemistry, I feel like um, our main goal is to put our guests at ease. Like we usually have a guest every episode and and us being comfortable with each other is has a huge impact on how the guest is going to feel, too. So that's like our main priority. Just lay back, relax, kick it and uh, have some fun. Listen to some it, music. It happened last night with Moonroof and we we never really heard it before. And he said, we didn't know what they said come in. We didn't know if you were nice people. We didn't know how you would treat us. Yeah. But it's been great. Like, that, that's us. And we like that. We like the fact that they come in unknowing. And after a few minutes, we're like, hey, this is home. And we want to be like, we, we always kind of call it a Maria like Me and Joe are hanging out in the corner. And people come up to us. And, and we just start talking. Absolutely. I love that. And I think... I. Yeah. Like if, if there's anybody kind of listening right now that maybe has a podcast or thinking about getting a podcast, cause there's a whole bunch of those, trust me, they reach out to me all the time and get bunny ears. Yeah, get bunny ears. So that's step one. So, you know, you all have had some, some, you know, famous, you know, guests on and, you know, there's a lot of people that that is their goal. Um, how, how, what would you tell them? Like, how would you tell them to start reaching out and putting themselves out there? Cause I know for a lot of people, if that there that is their goal, you know, just the idea of reaching out to somebody that's you know famous or you know is well known is is almost un, unheard of, and it scares them. It you know makes them where they're too nervous to do so. What's the what? Are you the one, Joel? Are you the one that kind of reached out, or was it Jeff with his? I don't know, Jeff. You might have you might have said too many perverted things right away. I made them like order. <laughs> so it's probably Joel, right? Well, I was just gonna say I have such bad anxiety I don't care if it's over email or it's like this face-to-face like I get so nervous over everything and to ask like a big movie star hey come on come on our show it's great you'll love it um you have you have to expect rejection at that level if you're really reaching for any level really like people are busy people have lives you know uh, super busy work schedules so you cannot be offended if you get a no. I learned that very quickly. And Jeff is like, dude, you just got to go for it. You're going to get a million no's. But that one yes will, like, change your mind. And you'll you'll want to keep going after that. But, yeah, IMDb exactly. Pro has, has been great. Well, and I would really know knows because of, he's in the sales industry. So that's part of it, right? <laughs> in the sales industry. Yeah. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it a good story. And first of all, yeah, like me and Jules split the duty. We all, we all just start reaching out. And sometimes... You worry about the calendar, but we've done a nice job with that. But Jewel more or less hits up the, the male aspect because I guess she's got a soldier for the male and the Philly band. She's adorable. Like any guy would see it, like, you know, you should like, put yeah, I, told her, I told her she should put her face on the email when she asked me. Do it. You really should. 
You should. Um, I'll help you do that. I'll show you how to do it because you should. Because people if you say so, I will. Until they see you and they're like, all right, I might be able to do that. <laughs> well, this has helped. StreamYard has helped tremendously. So I will say that. Exactly. We had a, I had a moment which turned up being just a crazy moment. And we reach for our favorite stars. I love Shameless. I love yes. Steve Howie. He is my favorite. He's funny. He's cool. So I reached out to these people. I said, let's get Steve Howie. And um, I sent him an email with my cell phone number. And 99% of the time, I get an email back. Well, this is so happened. This one day, I was leaving my job. My phone rings. It says California. I'm automatically thinking, okay, here's a spam call. I'm like, yeah, pal. And on the other end, this guy says, hello, my name is Javier Delgado. And I'm trying to reach Jeff Perini. Yeah, good do for you, bud. I am the representative for actor Steve Howie. You had requested an appearance. Oh, can you hold the line one second? I'm like, ah! I come back. I'm like, thank you for holding. This is Jeff Perini. And, you know, I acted like I was two totally different people. Two different I was shocked. People. Right. But I was so shocked. So thrilled. He was an awesome guy. You get a lot like that. Like a, a Madeline Zima, who's a beautiful actress, called my phone and she said, Look, I want to discuss what we're going to talk about, how the show is going to go. And I'm just, I even said to her, My right hand, the guy, I said, Can I tell you, I am totally geeked out and starstruck right now. And she said, So sweet. Yeah, I'm definitely going to come on now. But like, I'll never wash my phone again. <laughs> <laughs> that earprint is still there. So, yeah, it's, it's funny that. I've, I haven't, I haven't interviewed because I mean, my angle on my podcast is a little different. I haven't interviewed, but when I was doing a lot of events, I did end up meeting a lot of celebrities and, and most of them, most of them, I say, and I'll tell you a story in a minute why I'm saying most are super, super, you know, laid back and they're just so real. And, you know, I, even the ones that I'm kind of a fangirl on, I try to pretend like I'm not because they get so much of that. You see these people that are just like, ah, and I just don't want to be that person. That's me. Sometimes That's me. I'm like, <laughs> Sometimes I am on the inside. Hi. Sometimes I am on the inside. Like, I love the Minnie Mouse thing. We just, we both think that this really just sent it home. So he put that on. They love the Minnie Mouse here. We're loving it. We're loving it. So, but yeah, I mean, I, they're, most of them are so laid back. They're so real, you know, and you, you don't think that, you know, you watch the shows, you watch the movies or, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, watch, you know, I've met some sports, you know, figures and, you watch them and they seem so untouchable, but when you meet them, you realize it's like, okay, they're so real. You know, they're just, they're, they're just like us. I mean, yeah, they make more money than I do, but they're just like us other than their mansion. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, they've got real personalities, real struggles, you know? And then I think I, I really, I, I love that idea that it kind of like kind of knocks it down a few notches when you do really get to you know, talk to them and kind of you know bridge that gap of that unattainable, you know, person. And, you know, I know for me, you know, seeing some of these people, it's like, oh, okay, well, they're real too. You know, they're like me, you know. So I know um, for for myself, I, there's one person that I, like, even though it doesn't fit with my show, I would still interview because I am a big fan of The Rock. I'm like hubba hubba The Rock. <laughs> and I keep trying to think, well, he owns a business. He just started a um, tequila, like a, he has a tequila line. Yeah. That's business. So I'm like trying to think, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to reach out to The Rock because I like me some tequila <laughs> and I like me some rock. So we got to make this happen. <laughs> so I've been kind of thinking about that. But usually I'm not one of those people that kind of like reaches out to, to the celebrities, but he's on my list. He's on my list. So, but yeah, there's, there's one person that I met, um, when I was working for another company that 
Um, it was the sun from the Jimmy Dean commercial. Ever watched the Jimmy Dean commercial? The sun It's like got a person's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he had no reason to be as full of himself as he was, but he was yeah. the bag person I have ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Douchebag! Like he was like walking around like, "Where's my fitting room?" Like, dude, you're gonna be upstairs in the big bathroom. You're that's where you're changing. And he was like, "I do not." change in a restroom and i'm like dude you're the sun off a commercial and this is for like a grocery store chain so you're going to be upstairs in the bathroom you know and he was a douche i mean a complete douche but then you meet some of these other people that are actually big stars they're not like that they're not like that at all and it's just funny how i mean it just goes to show you a lot of a lot of times it's in the mindset right it's you know you're a douche because you're a douche because it definitely wasn't because of his status as the son of a sausage commercial <laughs> yeah i had like one bad experience i went to this um i was a huge fan of the leftovers it's a hbo show um it only was three seasons but justin throw was main was the main character so i went up to new york for my first time ever and i uh and you got to sit at a panel and everything but down in the lobby of the hotel is ethan hawk i'm like oh my god my boyfriend at the time he's like it's like, dude, he's like, come on, we got to get his autograph, like, training day, you know, Ethan Hawk. I'm like, he looks busy, you know, and I- I'm just so horrible at approaching people. Like, I wasn't asking him for anything. I was just, um, Mr. Hawk, can I have your autograph? He's like, no, no, I got to go. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, like, he broken. He was, right? I mean, I, that really wasn't the one I was there for. I was there for Justin because I am a huge fan of Justin Throw. So after the panel, um... My boyfriend, once again, he's like, you know, why? You should go up to Justin. I'm like, no, after that, after the experience I just had, I went up to Justin. I was like, I'm a huge fan. Um, just want to know if I could get a quick picture. He's like, yeah, no problem. Come here. And he like put his arm around me. I'm like, oh. I knew so, he was my favorite. Yeah. Super <laughs> dreamy. Can you, can you tell Ethan all to do, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But there's there's no reasons for being a douche to people. I mean, you know, except are. for whoever it was that well, except for whoever it was that cut me off the other day on the road, I would be a douche to that <laughs> because oh, I'm so mad. But anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it, for the for the podcasters that are listening that I know I get those questions a lot. Like, like, hey, what would you recommend? Because I know I'm in marketing too. What would you recommend for like reaching out to a celebrity? Well, first of all, does it fit within your your show, you know, does it fit? Because just the idea, I think sometimes again, it gets very like fan base. It's like, well, if I get this, this is going to make my show so big. And it's like, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't make sense. You know, it has to actually fit. You have to actually think about what would the conversation be, you know, who's your target and are they going to care that there's a freaking celebrity on there? Because I mean, that's what I'm saying. A lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs and other podcasters and stuff like that. And a lot of them don't, you know, don't care because that's not my thing. You know, now we are starting out with a couple of new shows coming up that, you know, one of those may end up being something that we end up targeting some, but you always have to think about what's your, you know, what's your target, what's your avatar, just like in a business, you need to do that with your podcast too. And, you know, and I think that that's, that's another thing, like with, with indie pods, being able to really throw those questions out there. I love seeing people's questions in that group, you know, to, and you can yeah. get in there and you can answer and people critique and, and I love that. And, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to kind of talk podcasts on here is because, 
you know, I see a lot of the same questions of people struggling. Then I get a lot of private message, a lot of private messages, you know, about, well, how do you do this? And what should you do that? Not for, no, me. No, no, no. Not for me. No, you, you, you've got it. See, y'all are, y'all are, you're brilliant. Y'all got it down pat, but you know, for some of the newbies, the ones that you <laughs> Some of the newbies, they don't know what to do. And it is, you know, I mean, it is a challenge at the very beginning. You don't know what oh, to yeah. do because you're hearing all the things. Sure. And, you know, and I think it's important to, you know, to say, you know, you can actually get your podcast to be great and grand, you know, without having to just like chase down, you know, people to be on your show. Just having guests on your show randomly does not build a show. You know, you have to have the foundation. Like you're all show. Yes, you have a bunch of celebrities and stuff that's on there. But the foundation set. The foundation is set for the right platform for that, so it makes a lot of sense. And I wanted to, I wanted you all to kind of touch on that because I think it's important to kind of note that because I even had somebody say to me when I posted that you are going to be showing, like, oh, they interview a lot of celebrities. Are you going to bring on a bunch of celebrities? That's not my show. That's not my show. I want to talk to them because they podcast and podcast is you know a business, and I want to talk to them on that level. But and and y'all are hilarious and fun, and I love you. But you know, it's another thing. But. You know, and, and the mini house years, and I was super excited about that. You know, I was like, yes, this is so exciting. But yeah. <laughs> thank that, you. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think it's important to note those things because I think people get kind of this idea that I'm going to start this podcast and then I'm going to be an instant success and then I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to bring all these celebrities and I'm going to be like a billionaire. You know what I mean? Yeah. And most of us have nine to fives, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, funny that you know you get that mindset you get that mindset in the business world you'll have people that'll be like well you started a business i'm thinking about quitting my job i'm going to start a business so you know what do you recommend as far as quitting your job don't quit your job yet that's yeah. what i recommend with that because you know, you're going to be paying to work for a while you know you're going yeah. to be going and working like 80 hours and then sometimes you're like writing a check to your business because you know a client didn't pay you know that's going to be the business experience at the very beginning it takes a while to kind of get over that hump and you know it's you know usually it's a two to three year you know range to get over the hump but it's the same well i'm assuming i you know i haven't got over the hump in podcasting all the way yet but i was lucky enough that starting my business you know starting my podcast like a business you know they kind of feed each other so you know it's helped me a little bit as far as like monetizing but you know, for most people, it's it's going to take a, a while, you know, a while. And have you all like sold ads? I don't know if you're allowed to tell that, but I mean, are, do you all try to monetize or is it really about the content right now? I got to say right now, it is a lot about the content. I use it, uh, you know, I call my beer company our sponsor, yeah, exactly. mostly because I get money from it and the money I throw in to pay for the monthly services. Um, and another thing, like people get on us, like I always talk about the local bar or the local cheesesteak place or local pretzel dude. And we even do a segment called Look Out Local where we have local business people come on and talk about their business. I don't really solicit them for money. People are like, oh, you're crazy. You're getting all this free time. But we're also getting more and more known in the, in the community where local bars are like, hey, when's the Yosho going to sit down in our bar and do a live appearance? When are you guys going to come out to... Um, our, our brewery and talk on our show. So if you chase money immediately, let me let me rephrase that. If you want to be an entertainment podcast and a variety talk show, chase money immediately, you're going to fail. You have to find the relationship and establish the love from a lot of people before anybody would even consider giving you a dime, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah, think I need to do that in all of the podcasts though not just entertainment all of them but go ahead right 
And like you said, your demographic, like when we first started out, like me on the me and Jeff side, when it turned into the yo show, like, um, you know, we were just throwing it out there. We didn't like narrow it down to a demographic. Of course, we like are a little vulgar sometimes. So, you know, you should be over a certain age to watch. But, uh, you know, when it when it came to monetizing, like, I, I like like we said, it was never our first thought. But now it's just so important to us to be a part of the community and know that um, they have our back and we have theirs. And that's, that kind of makes it worth it for us right there. So if money comes along, yay, great. I would love this to be my full-time gig so I can put more hours into it. Um, if not, I think we'd both be okay with that too. Absolutely. And I think there's different ways of monetizing. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about ad space and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I've not been in the pod long enough to say that, you know, that's wrong, but I look at it from a different angle. I, I look at it just like I do, again, like I do a business of looking at it to say, okay, if my purpose in the podcast is to create content and really make connections and give people a platform to talk about what they do, you know, yeah, they may end up finding out, they finding out that I do other things within my business and I monetize kind of on the side like that. that that's, that's the way that I do it. Like people will end up finding out, oh, you do this and that. And then they end up contacting my business to help them with something specific. And I think that, you know, that's my way of monetizing. I don't, I guess I can't say I'll never sell an ad, but at this point in time, I don't see myself like selling an ad really. Um, I used to do, like you mentioned that you did, um, you know, pre-COVID, I would pop into the different, and this is before my podcast, I did it through my business, pop into the different local places and we would do like small business shout outs where I would just get out my iPad and we'd talk about their business and, you know, I take pictures and I put them up on Instagram because, and I didn't charge them for that. And I had people say the same thing. Well, you have a PR and marketing consulting company. Why aren't you selling them that? People will pay for that. I'm like, because wanting to do it as a service, this is a service. This is the handshake to say, Hey, you know, I stopped in. I think your place is amazing. I'm gonna give you a few minutes to just talk and, you know, say some stuff about your business. You have any specials going on? You know, what's going on? How did you start? Like, tell me your story type of thing. And, you know, even though I didn't charge from that, you know, a lot of people ended up finding me through that because, you know, they knew I was really there to help build the community. And I think that that's so important is to, you know, being a part of a community allows you to learn from the community and allows you to kind of be there for each other. But, you know, there are some perks, you know, that come back, like the trickle down effects of it. And to me, I, I think that's my way of monetizing. And for, I mean, for somebody else, it may look different, but for me, I think that's the way that I'm angling it, at least with, with this podcast anyway. And you are a cutie and I like you. You're cute. Say hi. She's, she's the future. She's going to be hosting our show and Jewel and I retire. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know, again, but like, um, from the community standpoint, it's trivial things. Like me and Jewel went out and got like a free sandwich or a free beer from making place. Okay. To me, that's great. And I, I use a comparison and people like the comparison to me is like, I treat like a relationship. Like when I go out to, if I was a single guy and I went to a bar, I'm going to walk up to a girl and be like, yeah, that's it. You love me. I'm going to compliment you. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to let you learn about me. And then you're going to build that trust and say, okay, this guy is good enough. And I'm going to get to know him more than date him or in podcast world. I like him enough to follow him and then maybe yep. throw money his way towards my business or let him sell my business. You can't jump in. You have to approach gently. A lot of uh, 
what's important to us too is just establish establishing those relationships like we have a lot of bands who you know were small time when we interviewed them like we were their first interview and now they're big time out in LA um and it's just nice that they remember us and you know when they come home just pop on like give us a little shout out like hey I, I was interviewed on the yo show for the first time so um I mean we we love doing that anyway like it's not some forced thing like uh we love having this little family and yeah that that's ultimately our goal to have like a, a local music fest too because that would just bring it home and maybe indie pods united should have like a real life summit once all this craziness is over too we've love to meet all you guys yeah we've talked about it because i think that that is definitely something we would love to do because we miss you know the people right you miss the energy yeah. of the people and yeah i would love to do that and you know, I think it's important to kind of talk about this kind of stuff because I thought about when I was going to have you on the show, you know, like, like oh, we, because of course, you know, we all are jokey and we like to have a good time. But I thought it was super important because I literally get 10 to 15 messages a day about, hey, I know you're a part of Indie Pods and hey, I know that you have a business and you've got this podcast. I'm wanting to start a podcast, you know, and I think that's great. I think start a podcast, but I think sometimes people get so starstruck on the idea of I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to be on, it's going to be an instant success. They don't realize there's so much work that's involved with it. And there really is. And it's, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I absolutely love it, but it is work and it's not an instant success. And, you know, it's one of those things that I don't even care. Like people even ask me like, how many listens do you down to? Honestly, most of the time I don't even care because I don't pay attention because, you know, I'm, I'm newer to the podcasting world. And my biggest thing is just, you know, developing my own skills, developing, you know, my own content. And I'll worry about the listens later. And I mean, I've been blessed that I've got quite a few of them at this point, just somehow, because I guess they feel sorry for me. I'm like a wounded puppy. And they're like, oh, we like her. She's trying. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I, had, I think a lot of people think that it's just going to be this, like, like, like the easy button, like the Staples easy button, like, bam, I got a podcast now. Yeah. Well, especially now, like YouTube is the thing, right? And and these young kids, even my daughter, she idolizes these YouTubers and thinks like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Plato says, "Oh yeah, everything." God, the I'm gaming. like, I missed my calling. <laughs> I missed my calling. Like, some of these people get paid millions of dollars I to play with those toys. And, and now, and I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, I they did not talk about this in my guidance counseling in high school. That was not an option. There was right. things like that should have been an option. Like I made this joke that actually some of my family members messaged me about and said, I shouldn't make jokes like that, but I don't care um, about femdom. Have you ever heard of femdom? I didn't even know what it was because I'm old. No. Um, oh, you're young. You don't know what it is. See, I'm redeemed. Okay. And you'll have to Google it for yourself, but I'll give you the clean version. The clean version is pretty much there are men, I guess, and women out there that really love to be bossed around like, Oh, <laughs> like you're going to do this and you're going to do that and you're going to do this. And it's like, people will pay them to boss them around. I'm like, where was that at when I was in school? I could have done that. You know, <laughs> I could have done that. I am like, like in like sin on Boston. So like, you can ask my husband. I'm good. I'm good at that so for free. I've been giving away my skills for free. So it's like, it's so funny. Like some of these things that people get paid for. And that just goes to show you that a lot of what we were talking about is, you know, it can be literally nothing that makes you money or it can be everything. That's just your passion. And you, you may make a few bucks on it, but it's not going to be anything to write home about. And I think the key in that is the passion, right? And that's right. What it's about. 
And and like the YouTubers, they you know they're they're my age. They're thirty year old women, and they're making these baby videos. Like I I, I like creepy though. Not like I'm um, Mr. Rogers. They're they're creepy. Like I'm a little girl. I'm like, is it really what you're trying to do? Is put yourself out there? Is this? I don't know. At least we like our jobs, right? <laughs> are they serious about it? Or are they joking? Because I've been known to do some pretty stupid. This is just all the time. Like even their like how they act and like how they how they live. Like they live like children in their child mansions. It's very odd and creepy to me. I don't know. I have to watch. I have to watch everything she watches just to be sure nothing sketchy is going down. Because YouTube is very sketchy. Oh, it can be. It definitely can be. I've my, I've got an eleven year old and I, he was watching. It looked like cartoons. This is terrible. This shows how mm-hmm. good of a parent I am. But whatever. Um, he was watching what looked like cartoons, and it was like it was like infographic type of cartoon that was talking about the stories of these serial killers. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah. Who's oh, like, help quick? It was like what the heck? Because it just. I mean, it was like cartoons. And luckily, I rewatched them because I'm freaking out. I'm like, I just made my child a serial killer. He's gonna be a serial killer. Now. Like, I'm watching this, but I watched them back, and they wasn't like super graphic on what they were talking about but there was enough that i was like listen i was like if i've not approved the channel for you to watch you have to ask me and he was all like crying and you know whatever but and it got past the print because we put the parental settings on there but it got past it just because it didn't say any cuss words and it didn't say any right. words that you had listed in there you know and you know yeah you don't pass but you really gotta like pay attention i just don't want them to be like so desensitized that I mean, she's really not that afraid of anything, um, and I don't know how much of that is is because of YouTube. So I, or or just content in general. Like we consume as much content as like air. So we just really have to be aware of what the kids watch, and um, you know, make sure we're putting out great content ourselves. Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't Right. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend my daughter watching our show. I mean, she pops in, but she really can't listen to what we're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think yours is that bad. I think I think a lot of a lot of the jokes and stuff is going to go way over most of their heads, and the ones that doesn't go oh, over their head, trust me, they know anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah the the uh, the host of the show is kind of a jackass. The co-host is amazing. She's great. The host is a jackass. I like her. He, he says that he says the Donald thing. He, does. he grows on me for a while. It's like, just like a mold, like a, right? Like a, like a beard. <laughs> like a beard. Okay. I was going with mold, but I guess beard is better, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, did, now, that, I guess that's a good question. Did you have the, I haven't looked back at all your older stuff. Did you have the beard when you first started your podcast or? Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. And I, I tell you, from my age, I have two thick skin. But I, uh, no, I started off with a goatee and then quickly when COVID hit, I just got the lazy stick and next thing I know, uh, my like, wife this looks good. I know, like my wife and fans and just friends were like, I'm liking the beard. I actually turned it up and cleaned it up today. Besides thank you. That's for like and when like, when like beards. Yeah, so when you came on the show and shouted out my your love for my beard, that was it. I'm locking it it's very nice like even since august it has grown like <laughs> tenfold i like beards i like a good beard and, you know and, and and i mean honestly it's some for some people it's really hard to grow a good thick beard a lot of people have like spots and stuff that they can't grow them so i mean see you're lucky you're you're blessed 
Hashtag blessed, right? I think the two of you are blessed to be surrounded by this beard this season. I mean, we are. We we, we yeah. were texting back and forth <laughs> talking about that. Like, I mean, I don't know how we got so lucky, you know, to be able to you know be on here with Jeff and his beard. Lucky. Every week, you, every day when you text me, I'm lucky. <laughs> you take down go. another button oh, if boy. you like. Okay. You put the collar up, man. The collar there up. Go. There you go. Here, it really makes it out. It does. It, it gives it its own kind of creepy pedophile. Very creepy. Especially with his ears. That's what I'm saying. With the ears, that's what makes it kind of look like it goes the other way. It's like, okay, well, he's trying to be like sexy or whatever. Then you see the ears, you're like, no. That's no, not sexy. What is it called? Swipe left. Yeah, so I've left. Yeah, I don't know. I I've been married pretty much my entire life. I was married before, and then I got divorced, and then I got married like pretty much right away. And um, because I was that person. But um, anyway, yeah, I've not ever been on the dating apps. So people talk about a lot of these things, and I, I don't know. I have no idea. I have to say, I was in like a very long term thing with her father, and then and then being back out in the dating world, what was not fun. Interesting. <laughs> But uh, it's, yeah, especially like 10 years, like that's a huge gap. And dating nowadays is not like how it was. And it's hard, but um, I don't know. Wish me luck this year. And you're, what, you're 30, you said? Yeah, well, uh, my birthday's coming up. I'll be 34 in uh, two weeks. I would have, like, before you said that, I would have literally guessed you in your 20s, though. I really would. I would have guessed you like 23, 24. You're 22, right? So. I have a 22-year-old daughter. <laughs> sure. That's insane. I, I can't believe you have a 22-year-old daughter. That's yeah, it's, it's fun. But yeah, I mean, the, I've, I've heard other people that are kind of in the dating world that are my age, like 40s, and they're like, everyone is broken. They're so freaking broken. There's like nothing to choose from because everybody is so broken. It's like, okay, pick your favorite train wreck. You know, But I, you can't happen. say that because I, I saw some guy say that. He's like, man, dating in your 30s is like going to the thrift shop and picking your favorite trinket. Like, yeah. hello. So, but you know what? Even younger, because I mean, like I said, I was, I was married very young, 18, and then got divorced and then got remarried. Even at 18, I was a broken train wreck of mess. I mean, I was a broken train wreck of mess. So, well, that's probably why we're divorced. You know, we both of us were broken train wrecks. So I don't think it's so much the age as it is the fact that when you're younger, you don't recognize the train wreck stuff. You know, you don't see the red flags at all. Or I didn't. Right. So, you know, you don't see it. And then when you're older, you've been there and that got all the T-shirts and you're like, I see you. I see you. You know, yeah. so I mean, I think a lot of that's normal, though. And I, I do wish you luck. I, I, I told my husband, if he like croaks or we get divorced or something i'm just saying single i can't even do it again hey i was on the verge i don't know um, difficult i'll I'll tell you how the dating app scene goes and i'll I'll give you ladies inside scoop and men all over gonna hate me in my own body uh the dating scene right now for men i was talking about with three dudes about a week ago like oh you gotta go on the good dating sites and find girls i i get a different girl I get a different girl every week. I'm like, oh, you're going down to these dates? I'm like, no, I get laid by a different girl every week. I'm like, why? Oh, I go to their smooze and get laid and I'm out. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is what poor single girls like Joel have to deal with right now. This is what you're getting. That's the thing. Jeff was like, I had to take people on dates. I had to buy dinner. I had to. <laughs> what the heck? Back in the day. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've even seen it with like, I have, you know, obviously older kids. So my 22 year olds in relationships, so she don't have to worry about it anymore. But 
you know, my 20 year old, she'll kill me if she's watching this, but I don't care. You know, she's been through the dating scene and she does have a dating app. She's been, yeah. Hi, Alyssa. Yeah, hi. <laughs> so she's 20 and she's been in the dating scene and it is, it's like, it's rough because, you know, again, we've got this like online platforms that make things so much easier and amazing as far as like businesses and podcasts and, you know, all that stuff goes. But as far as like dating goes, you know, there's a lot that can go hid and unsaid while you're chatting back and forth from a dating site that you meet the person and you're like, whoa, okay, this was not what I signed up for type of thing. And, you know, I've seen her go through it. I've seen her friends go through it. And that honestly, that's the stuff that made me say if, yeah, I would stay single. I'll just, I'm good dying alone. I got a cat. I'm good. Well, you know, it's just strange because it's like, and a lot of them have different techniques. So you're not aware. They have like ninja strategies. It's like, I'm going to love bomb you. What's that? (laughs) Are we still talking about dating? Have we gone to the other side? The the techniques. Oh, oh, no, no. I just mean like, like the uh, strategy, the strategy to get in your world. It's like, I'm going to love bomb you. And and this is going to be great. And everything's happy. I mean, it's just, Terrible. I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm sure you get hit on all the time now, especially where you got the podcast and it's on video and you're gorgeous and people are probably like, oh, and you're single. You get a lot of, you get a lot of fan mail that I don't care too much for, but I went yeah. in them. Um, Is that yeah. Richard Picks? Are we talking Richard Picks here? sometimes i mean i like messenger is done for me don't don't come at my messenger (laughs) i can't even look at that thing anymore it's just well you want to grow your thing so it's hard so you try to open it up to people and then you open it up and it's like oh my god but uh yeah you you live and you learn right you want to grow your thing yeah guys want to grow their thing yes they do (laughs) but um but we went out one night, uh, me and Joel went out. It was, uh, I think her aunt's birthday. We went bowling. Yeah. And I'm watching Joel and her phone keeps going, blip, blip. I'm like, Joel, what the hell's going on? She's like, nothing. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, messenger, look at these people. And it's a bunch of random dudes over and over and over. She said, give me the phone. And I answer it. And there's this guy standing with no shirt on. He's like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm a dude. You've been catfished, yeah. and he like give me the finger and hung up. But yeah, it's been all night long. Like, don't do that. Come on, be, be human. I don't understand. I don't understand why they think it works. That's always my biggest thing because, again, right. I am straight woman so and i have seven kids so you can use your imagine how much i i love the richard thing going on it's not that i don't but you know i have never in my life been like you know what i really wish somebody would randomly send me a picture because i really would love to see that because oh yeah any of those girls are like they are so gorgeous i would love to see that i've never heard a woman in my life say that and so the idea where some guy is just like you know what i'm gonna send her a pic of my you know Thank you, thing, thing. I don't understand where that comes from. I really, really don't. Like, it's just so random. And just why? Just stop. I just, I I don't know. You you weren't raised right then. Like, if you're just going to do that randomly, some random chick you don't know, I I don't know. But uh, I I learned shortly after that. I actually talked to one of our our favorite guests. It was uh, Aunt Mary Pat, Troy David Hendrickson. And I was like, "How how do you deal with, like, the random... It's like, oh, honey, I have like a separate everything for that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take a yeah. pointer. <laughs> yeah. But you really have to separate, like, 
It is. It, it, it is a fine line because even like with Facebook, I, I when Facebook made a lot of their algorithm changes, which they do like every minute, but the one algorithm change I'm talking about here is it made it to where look with my business and a lot of the things I was doing to be able to get it to reach the people that I needed it to reach. I needed a public profile. So I made my profile public. Well, that's just inviting weirdos into your entire life. So, you know, there was a lot of things I had to go on there and kind of change a little bit of, but you know, it is, it is a fine line, but you know, being able to have a kind of a more public life at the same time, having some privacy, I think is something that a lot of people struggle with if they've kind of been out there and, and, you know, doing podcasting, doing live events, you know, whatever it may be, it is a fine line. And I, I luckily haven't hit celebrity status and I hope I never do. I've even said that I'm like these poor celebrities. Can you imagine what they go through? Because I'm not even a blip on any radar of any map out there. And I know the crap that I get. I can't even imagine what they get. Like, I they know, and that's why they have people for that, you know? Like, I don't even want to post a picture of my kid because I don't know who's saying it, you know what I mean? And that's sad. You want to be able to, like, share those moments. But, yeah, I guess that's why people have people for, for everything. They do. I mean, I guess they do. But even, like, think about, like, I've even thought about, like, they they go get a cup of coffee and they get, like, completely harassed. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, that's why they probably make so much money because I don't even know if that would be enough money to make me want to do that. Funny. Yeah, quarantine is everyday life for them. On the other end of the spectrum, I'm going to say, female fans of the air show, send your booby pics to Jeff Perini <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't get these pics. Nah, no, no, no solicited dick pics, but the booby pics, they're all Jeff's. I don't, we I don't get to Google Ogle enough. <laughs> for the yeah, I don't need booby pics. I had, um, when we had a lovely Instagram uh, model, and she's a model in real world, Brianna Dale came on. And she said, she go, oh, I figured you want me to wear a bikini. And I'm biting my tongue as I'm saying, no, it's okay. You look fine. No, and, just, and all my male friends are like, this girl just offered to wear a bikini. I'm like, hey, go on her Instagram. You can what see her underwear. Like, you? Yeah, like, go on her Instagram. You can see her underwear. And she said that she was nice enough to sign this uh, autograph calendar with her butt hanging out. And I'm like, I don't need her. I didn't bring her on to sit there in a bikini and have me be like, Look at you. We did shots. <laughs> we she told crazy stories because now she a mother. She works in one of those bikini uh, barista places out in California. And the stories again, Jewel, am I not right? The stories of stalkers going in there blew our mind. The kind of people that were first there is crazy. Dude, you need a bodyguard. But the funny thing Man. was, like, she did tell the most insane stories. But she's sitting there and she's wearing a very professional getup. But in her background, the whole time, the whole live video, and I can't see because when you're on StreamYard, you know, the, the picture is very tiny, yeah. so you can't really see her screen. But it was a big picture of her ass, her bare <laughs> ass. And I'm like, are we going to get censored? Is this whole episode, like, scrapped? Because her bare ass is just out there for the world to see. But um, they didn't censor it, thank goodness, because... It was one of our uh, top-rated episodes, and she was yeah. lovely. She's a great girl, and she did have some funny-ass stories, but she definitely needs, like, a team of bodyguards surrounding okay. her. And then you talk, down, you talk down to earth. Like I said, she's done uh, very professional modeling for some big names, and she's a, mm. a local celebrity out there, a million followers on Instagram, and getting her the email was flawless. 
phone conversation, she was a doll. She was a doll on the show, just really down to earth. And like even she says, like, I don't really get it. I don't consider myself this celebrity that a million people follow me around. But she was, and she was cool then. That's the kind of stuff we enjoy. Yeah, as long as you're cool, we have no problem talking. We just uh really have time. I mean, you can tell that through the basic conversation you have leading up to a show, though, you guess you get a feel for people. Um, we said that yesterday on our show, just like, how do we land these great people and like uh, stalk them, you know, see what they're all about. That, that's part yeah. of the gig. Do your, do your research, do your homework, have questions, have backup questions if they don't want to talk about those questions. Like, you really got to do your work. And uh, that's for any guest, any field. Um, no matter how big they are or, or you know, their, their neighbor. So, so we try and, to and go about it. Them. Yeah, support yeah. them. Because, I mean, I think I, I love, actually, I'm going to have a moonroof on my show because I love well, music. I told you I've been in the music. So I, as soon as you're all showing, I was like, okay, I swear I'm not a stalker, but, you know, I'm doing this thing with music and I'm trying to get some musicians lined up so I can kind of pitch this out. And um, they're like, yeah, I'd love to do that. That and is so, that's so awesome. I awesome. loved, I was cracking up at their video. I love when you can imitate and put some humor and stuff, especially where a lot of people, especially years ago, would have said it didn't fit. The humor didn't fit in a video, a music video. You know, they would have said it didn't fit. And I love when people kind of push the boundaries on stuff because, again, who said it didn't fit? Who ruled it? You know, that's complete bullshit. You do you. You know, you do what you feel. It's your passion. It's your drive. You know, you do what, what you feel led to do. And I loved it. I thought it worked out so well. I was, it was, I was cracking up. I was, I was cracking up and I had my earbuds in cause I'm like watching my phone cause you know, my husband is old and he was asleep already. And I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> and um, he was like stirring around. So I went out to the living room and I'm sitting there and I'm still laughing. And my 18 year old comes up and he was like, what are you laughing at? So I sent it to him and he thought it was funny too. So see, he's, he's even got the 18 year olds. An 18-year-old guy is pretty critical, let me tell you, because he usually will be like, whatever, it's fine. But he actually said, this is pretty good. So that's, like, probably, like, the best compliment I've ever heard him say ever. So there's that. I'm going to have him write a review, and I'll send it in to him so he can say, like, well, even the 18-year-olds love us, you know. So, but. And that's, I mean, I, I, I hang out with my niece all the time, and she's 17, but she really has great taste in music. So I keep, I try to keep my ear out what, what the kids are listening to, and, and, you know, most of the time I'm a fan, too, if I can, if I can stomach it, which I usually can. <laughs> I have a pretty eclectic musical taste. I mean, literally everything from classical to, I mean, if you look at my playlist, you can tell how bipolar I'm in on the stuff. I've got, like, Disturbed and classical and i've got like yoga music and then i've got like some of the oldies you know and then and then i end up coming in with some of the some of the stuff like hard you know the hard rock to country to everything in between and i think it's so funny um a lot of people have that type of musical taste right a lot of people yeah especially nowadays has that musical taste and i think it, it's one of those things that you know finding these bands you know that that you can share out to people i think most people are aware of the fact that, you know, you can, my age, I'm old, right? You can actually be old and you can be able to enjoy something from the younger people, you know? And I think that that's, that's important to say. And I feel like they want, they want people a part of it. Like my niece, she takes my sister um, to like 21 pilots concerts and they have, they, they're like in the mosh pit and everything. So I feel like 
I don't know. I, I mean, there's so much talent. I'm not going to say all oh, new music sucks because it doesn't. You just have to like be able to decipher what's what's talent, and what's not. I mean, I, I look at local bands all the time, and if if I'm not like feeling it, like I, I just won't. I won't attempt to ask them to come on. But um, everyone we have had on has been uh, kind of a home run. I am proud to say, um, and they're they're literally on our, our music streaming sites and uh, i love that they're accessible and so much more accessible than it was when we had to you know hit the tape deck and record our favorite songs off the radio and napster and everything so it, it's far uh it's far easier and I'm, I'm glad to live to see the day of um streaming music <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm a lot older than you um so like yeah that even cds i can you know i can remember like cds in my mind still seems new <laughs> Yeah. I, I still listen to CDs in my car. I don't yeah. care. They I skip know. a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any. It's funny because they're starting to come back around as being popular again. My 20-year-old wanted all my old CDs. I was like, okay. You know. <laughs> whatever. You know. And, and vinyl, vinyls making come back. Vinyl, I love vinyl. Now, I and, love vinyl. I'm completely same. cool with that coming back. You know, I and I mean CDs are fun too. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's I guess it's it's the, the vinyl is a little bit older for me because I, you know, I'm, you know, with my age, vinyl was kind of coming out and cassette tapes were already in. And then whenever I was um, an older teenager, you know, CDs started coming in. So that's kind of like, you know, it's funny how stuff kind of circles back around. And I can remember my mom saying um, everything comes back through again. The styles come yeah. back through. And I've even seen it, you know, the, all these kids are wearing like some of the stuff is like, I wore that. I want a good idea. Why are you wearing it now? Because trust me, I can show you some pictures to where I had it. Like mullets, mullets are back in. Yeah. Why? Like why? I like I like the Joker. I like all the '90s fads. I'm, I'm here yeah, for 90s it. Is fine, I'm a '90s mullets kid. Mullets are not though. Mullets are not. <laughs> not, cool. not mullets, not so much. No. And, he, yeah. he, face mullets. You need a face mullet. Face mullet. Like, is yeah. that a term? Did you make that up? I just so, did right now. Hashtag. <laughs> face say. mullet. I like it. <laughs> But uh, but but I do appreciate. I mean, I really, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate the fact that you tuned in, enjoyed the band, and invited them to you also. Because that's what we're all about, like getting them to other platforms, and that means the world to me. Like you said last night on the show, I, I like these guys. You messaged me today and said I'm a fan of Moonroof. Call yourself hashtag fangirl, and that's yeah. great though because the director and the podcast community links with the local music community and just things just explode from there. It's awesome. It's hilarious. I was listening, but I, I'm very ADD. So I'm like watching you. It looks like you're drawing an Easter egg. All of a sudden it looks like Easter bunny ears. You're like, it looks like you're drawing an egg. And I was, yeah, I'm sorry. This is, this is Maria's brain and it, this is completely sober. This is, this is how I am as a person, but yeah, I was like, it looks like the Easter buddy. So yeah, I tuned up for a second. But yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. It, all of the the creative industry kind of intertwine. And then you end up having this kind of subcategory of, again, the businesses and all these other things. And I think that's, it's, it's kind of a wonderful thing watching how, even if your angle's different and your goals are different or whatever, you know, they intersect on so many levels. And, you know, like I said, a lot of my, the people that I end up talking with are business owners, but you know, I also have this, this segue of loving music because I grew up in it and, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that it makes it possible to be able to do that. And I just, I think it's, I think it's swell. 
I just think it's well. Well, for sure. And and you know, I, I'm all about expanding our music category. And you're, I mean, you're you're not that far. So even them getting introduced on your show, maybe they'll get some shows out there, and they can expand yeah. their their touring when when touring can happen. And they are signed now, so that's that's huge. I mean, a lot of the people that we have on aren't aren't signed, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like a lot of our artists are independent and um you know they have a lot i mean a lot of them have more freedom that way but uh yeah maybe they could just do some ohio shows and and then keep on going so we we love to see our, our people just grow and um yeah and we're just once again happy to be a part of this and expand that that's the big big thing for us is just growing and making people happy <laughs> absolutely so tell everybody like where they can find you all. And, you know, if they want to don't stalk Jewel though, if you stalk Jewel and you're like, Maria said, I go find Jewel. No, I did not say that. Don't stalk Just Jewel. be nice if you so, do. <laughs> and that'd be nice. Stalking's never nice. Stalking is literally the negative connotation of <laughs> yeah, talking. Don't, don't, don't stalk. stalk. <laughs> don't stalk. No unsolicited Richard picks. No, none of that stuff. Just, um, but if they want to actually kind of reach out, I, I want you to kind of give your handles the thousand that you got, like I do. I know you got a thousand of them. And um, then you could tune in and you can see why I love Jeff and I love Jewel. And it's all, you know, history. We're, we're, we're like fam now. We are. Fam. We are fam. Um, I'm going to start off with one plug for our program. And that is the Hit for Cat, March 24th. We have an amazing lovely guest joining us on our show it is one knowing maria daniels she'll be joining us march 24th on the o show so make sure you check out that episode. we're very excited to have you so we can be found uh on facebook our facebook page and it's a long story but it can't be changed anyway our facebook page is the stoop radio network we're on instagram at the yo show 215 because we give hotters to fill it 215 in the house uh our website www the yo show 215.com uh we can be found on youtube at the yo show we air every wednesday night 8 p.m eastern time live on facebook at the stoop radio network my page uh, also youtube live at the yo show twitch and then we uh post it to the website and then it gets aired later on the website and then the, we're on apple Podcasts as well so a lot of places to find us also blogtalkradio.com so make sure you stop by, check us out. You'll get me, you'll get Jewel in a format just like this. You'll get to see us and our crazy annex. Again, don't forget, we got a massive show March 24th with the amazing Maria Daniels. So we were thrilled to be with tonight, and we can't wait to have you come on with us as well. Absolutely. Super exciting. And I know I'm putting together a few because I like to do these talking about, you know, how you got started, give tips and tricks. But I also am super crazy. I love to do crazy games. And I've been... I've been the one that's really like, did you ever watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. Okay, that, I am a fangirl of that, and I don't care. I love it, and Wayne Brady's my dude. And I have <laughs> always wanted to do, like, a game like that. And I asked Tina and them, all during the planning for Andy Puzz, I'm like, let's do Whose Line Is It Anyway? They're like, we know you want to do that, but we don't know how to do that. And I'm like, I want to do Whose Line Is It Anyway? So I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it myself. That's okay. I'll just do it myself. So I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be putting together a, you know, I, I can't call it whose line is it anyway because I'll get sued, but it's going to be called something else. So um, what line is it now? I don't know. I, I'll make something up. But, you know, I think it'd be super fun to have you all on there if you wanted to come on there. I want to find people that also have sure. fun personalities because, again, 
some people are dry and boring. That's fine because you can get on there and talk about your business dry and boring and we can still kind of love you, but you know, playing the game, we need some fun, right? Yeah. I think, I I think I got the idea. You you know, there's, there's signs that say your ad here. Yes. You make a play on that and you say your line here. And that's the question. Your line here. And you can use that. Your line here or the line on it. Love it. Genius. So it's, I just really want to play the game and nobody would let me play it. So I am going to do it myself and that's fine. It's just, I like stuff. I'm down. Hey, yeah, we're so down. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, it's been a blast having you on. So make sure you check out Jeff and Joel at the Yo Show. And as usual, thanks for being on Successfully Chaotic with your host, Maria Daniels. It's meant the world to us. Yeah. So bye, guys. See you later. I know you have questions. I don't have answers. Clearly, no manners, baby.